Yo guys and welcome to episode 23 of the Hoops and Hadricks podcast. It's Fasik here, I've got my boy Oscar with me. How you doing, man? Man, I'm not too bad, man. It's, it's been a little while, but it's good to be back. Yeah, I'm yeah, like you said, it's been a it's been a it's been a while, but you know, happy to get back to it and we came back on a perfect day. We're on transfer deadline day. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, we've missed, you know, a few transfers that's happened already in the past couple of weeks. Yep. So, you know, we can go through those ones as well. But it's only right to start with, you know, Thomas Party coming to Arsenal, to your club. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. There was a lot of contrasting reports even today. Um, yeah. But it's happening. He's coming to London. How, how do you feel? You must, you must feel amazing, bro. Um, honestly... It's exactly what we've needed. Like everyone knows that I wanted both Party and Awa, but mainly Husamawa. Reason being is because he's younger. I feel like oh, he's not feel like he is younger. He um I feel like and I feel like his ceiling is so high. And also, I feel like next summer, obviously, it seems like football's not going to take a break now. Like it's going to keep going. It seems like we're starting to get over this pandemic. So, I feel like next summer when clubs have a little bit more money, it's going to be a lot harder to get a player of his stature. But Party is what we needed more. I wanted Owa, but more than I wanted Party, but we need Party more, so I'm very happy. Um, yeah, we, we, we've we needed a tenacious midfielder for so, so many years. It's finally good to have one who's actually versatile as well. Like, he can play high up the pitch as well. Um, I've even seen him feeling at right back a few times. Even last time we played Atletico ourselves, he was playing right back, I believe, when Vasaka got sent off. Um, so, very versatile player, um, and I'm very happy that we, we got it done. Well, it looks like so, we've got it done. Yeah. At the moment, it's not official, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? We've got a couple of guys that, a couple of reliable, once Fabrizio Romano says, here we go, usually it's it's um, mm. a done deal. But there was a lot of politics today, actually, on that. Um, because what happened was Fabrizio Romano tweeted that the deal is off. And then five minutes later, Charles Watts, Arsenal correspondent at goal, tweeted, I have some news on party. And I watch Charles Watts', Charles Watts videos every day, very reliable source. And there's a um, an Arab um, Twitter page called the AFC Bell, which has been speaking about party for the whole summer, for almost six months even. That also gonna get party, and obviously they held a lot of abuse when it looked like it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> and even even as far as like yesterday, they're saying that the deal's not off because obviously Arsenal kind of turned their their attention to Gabriel and Hussam Awa and uh, getting a backup goalkeeper, such which which we've done all of those apart from Awa. Um, and it, yeah, it looked like party. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. And bro, even Fabrizio Romano, Romano himself had to credit Charles watching the AFC Bell because he 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 got it wrong. Yeah, and as as a you know just as a total you know transfer window for you, summer transfer window. Are you are you now satisfied? You know you got you got party. You got Gabriel. Um, who else do you get? Pablo Marie. Mm. Murray, Cedric, I don't really count those. I'd say sub, sub, bringing Sabayos <laughs> yeah. back. So, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, re-signing Aubameyang, huge. Bringing Sabayos back, very crucial. Very, like, we've seen how he's played recently in the, the games against Liverpool. Even, I don't know why he didn't start the Premier League one. When he came on, created two beautiful chances for Lacazette. Um, yeah, so, which is why I can kind of swallow us not have, not getting our straight away when we've got Danny Sabayos for the rest of the season, who looks like a real, real... Like I, I love that guy. I can't lie. I really, I'd love him to stay as well. Um, yeah. So Sabayos back. Um, um, there's Will- I don't think William Saliba counts either, but he's basically a new signing. Um, yeah. Then we have Willian, um, who 
Again, I'm not really for that signing, but I kind of understand it. It gives us some good squad depth and quality, but I don't think he should be starting personally. Or if he is, it has to be on the left. I don't I don't like uh, William and, and Bellerin on the same wing. It gets on my nerves. You've got a winger that wants to use his right <laughs> yeah. foot and a, a fullback that can only overlap on the right-hand side. So they both occupy the same space. And yeah, Bellerin could underlap, but I don't think he has that tech to be underlapping. Like He, he ain't no trend or nothing like that, let's be honest. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really like that balance. So I think he, he should play on the left. And even against Sheffield, when we were, we were it was nearly at half-time, we brought on Pepe, took off in KTR, put a Bamiyang through the middle. So we had a Bamiyang through the middle, a William on the left, Pepe on the right. And then you could see, like, the, the once a Bamiyang moves centrally, he, he just, he's just a different beast. And our team just looks so much more balanced, having having two wingers I want to cut in, speedy wingers. Like, William's still got legs on him, he's still pretty quick. And Pepe just made a difference. So, on the whole, I'm very happy. Thomas Party, which I'm 90% sure is going to get done. Uh, Gabriel, who looks immense. He's not lost a game for Arsenal yet. Um, yeah, played very it's good. It's only been three games. Yeah, it's only been three games, but three man of the match performances in all three. Um, oh, yeah, okay, that's fair, but just the way you say it's like he's on some of that match. 15, yeah, he, he, 15, he is like, like Sadio Mane. He hasn't lost that Anfield, <laughs> didn't it? But, like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not lost a game for us yet, so... So far, so good. And going into the international break, I can't really complain, man. Nine points out of twelve, I'll take it. Yeah, so like you've you've done you've done like you've been impressive this season, you know, and, and obviously adding party to that is gonna is gonna make you guys even better. So um, let's move on to other other clubs in the Premier League that have had well not as much success as you, but you know have done all right business, but definitely need some more. Mm. Is Man United? You know they they confirmed the signing of Alex Tears mm-hmm. this uh like this evening or something, mm-hmm. and Edison Cavani they look like they're getting him. It's not completely you know confirmed. He's not in the Man United shed or, or whatever, but they look like they're getting him as well. And obviously you've said before you think Cavani's great. Is well mm-hmm. his movement is you know phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, do do you do you think that's a good move? You know considering he is thirty three and you know he's going to be on like two hundred k a week. Like, um yeah. United always kind of shoot themselves in the foot with rages, but I do think it's a good move, like considering the fact that they have three very young forwards in Marshall, Greenwood, and Rashford who can learn, um, learn off one of the best strikers to to do it in recent times. Let's be honest, like I think there's a stat. Yeah. It says um, since he joined Napoli, he scored twenty five legals in every se- twenty five or more legals in every season, and a lot of people say that um, that the French league is a farmers league, etc., etc., but. He, he was even doing it playing on the wing when Ibrahimovic was there. A lot of people forget. Um, yeah. And that front three he had in Napoli with him, um, Marek Hamšík and Lovetsi was dangerous. Dangerous. Like, Cavani, Cavani, he's, he's like, he's, I've always loved him, man. There's even times where he's been linked with Arsenal and at the times we needed a striker, I would have taken him in a heartbeat. The only thing about him is that his conversion rates aren't the best. So sometimes he does need a couple chances. He's, no, he's the type of guy, if it's an instinct shot, more time he'll score it. But because his movement is so good, he gets some easy chances that he'll miss. And it's like, sometimes this guy yeah. needs about 10 chances to score like three or four goals, which is, I suppose it's not clinical. And you could argue it's not really not, not, not what United need because it's not like they're creating a, like an abundance of chances over there. Um, but I think it, it could be a good move. And he, I think he's better than Igalo, let's be honest. So Oh, well, uh, 100%. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
it's just yeah they're, they're gonna be paying him a lot of, it's a good move for him 200k a week like still playing in one of the big one of the biggest clubs in the world he's kept himself fit and he's kind of been treated quite horribly at PSG when I think about it like he was very much disrespected when Ibrahimovic came well, well he, he came when Ibrahimovic was there but he was pushed out on the wing by Laurent Blanc and it was kind of in the shadows of Ibrahimovic Ibrahimovic leaves he has some storming season like one season he scored like 30 36 something goals ridiculous like I think he had like 36 and yeah. 37 or 30, 38 in fact something ridiculous like that and then obviously now they've got Mauro Cardi and they've started to disrespect him again but um he's done a lot for that team man so yeah man I, I'm 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 happy to see him in the Premier League yeah and, and people on Twitter were like he could either be what Radamel Falcao was or Zlatan Ibrahimovic there is no in between and mm. like I mean, I don't know what way it's going to go because you never really know with these, like, marquee kind of signings for my night. I mean, we've seen them over the years, like, over the last, like, five, six years. Mm. They can either... I mean, how many have really gone great, to be honest? Like, I I don't think maybe... I, I'd say Pogba, but Pogba, would yeah. you say Pogba's gone great? I mean... Not not, not 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 necessarily. And that's not a knock on the player. I love the player, but I, I agree with you. I don't think it's been great. I think it's been good. Um, yeah, but like no, no way like near the expectation. But it's I think partly like not to go off topic, but it's because it's I think it's the confusion of his position. Mm-hmm. Like because you know he's played the way he was playing at Juventus, having the freedom to you know just roam about. But at, at United, sometimes I mean he's had how many managers has he had at Manchester United? Maybe what, two now, two three. Mm, Mourinho. I mean, who who brought him? Was it Mourinho, Mourinho. and Mourinho and Oli? Uh, yeah. Like I, I just like I, I think you'd have to put on both of them as well. Not being able to get the, the best, best out, out of a world class talent like Pogba. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like let's go to go back onto the transfer news. Obviously, Tottenham signing, uh, Reglion. How do you say his name? Reglion. I think Reglion. Reg Reglion. What? Reglion. Reglion. I don't know. Oh, uh, the, the left back from, from Real Madrid. Yeah, the him, <laughs> him and Gareth Bale mm. um, happened what like last week or something, mm-hmm. or more than that. But obviously, we we didn't do the podcast, so we can talk about it now. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll just irregular. I'll just I think yeah. that's how you pronounce his name. I think that's a great move. I mean, I haven't watched him much, not gonna lie, but mm-hmm. I've, he, he, I'm pretty sure he's probably better than Ben Davis. Yeah, don't know where Danny Rose is at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> and I I think it's a position that they've needed strengthening for a long, long time. Mm. Basically, since Danny Rose. Daniel Rose's Fet prime, the prime yeah. ended. Just yeah, they they they've needed a proper left back mm. since then, and he looks like the man to to be that. And um, Gareth Bale coming back, that's another one. I don't know how it's gonna go, bro. I don't neither, know how he's like. He's he's back in training now, I think. Mm. But um, thirty-one years old. We all know about his injury problems. Mm-hmm. You know, the Tottenham are paying around twenty million in For loan. with his loan, his loan move, the loan fee, and his wages mm. combined. I mean, it it is a it's a very hit or miss. I don't know for Tottenham fans they absolutely love to see him back, and I completely agree. Like if this was like like Liverpool bringing back Suarez or something, mm-hmm. I know it's a kind of a different situation, but I'd I'd love to see Suarez back. Mm. So, Bale, do you think it's working or not at Tottenham? I don't see how it works honestly. I I need to see it when it when it happens type of thing, because like a lot of people are saying he might be playing up front cuz Kane's going to get his inevitable like I don't I don't wish injury on nobody like touch wood he doesn't but you I you know that Kane's going to get that inevitable injury halfway through the season and they've always struggled when he's gone so 
Maybe they play him centrally. Maybe when Kane's fit, they play him on the right. So you play Son, Kane and Bell. That looks quite frightening if Bell can produce. Yeah. Um, we don't know if Bell still has the legs. We haven't seen him play football for a whole year. So we don't really know what's going on. He's literally just been sleeping on the bench at Madrid. Like, literally sleeping. So, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah that signing, I don't know. But um, Regulon, it, it's, or however you say his name, seems like a good buy. But the only thing is that it shows why Tottenham are, are not going to make that jump because, you know what Madrid put in there? Buyback clause. So, when he gets good, we're going to be another one of Tottenham stars. But if he gets good, another one of Tottenham stars, that goes to Madrid. Like Modric did, like Bell did. Did even Van der Vaart go? Am I, am I tweaking? Where did he leave um, Tottenham to go? Um, I can't remember. Uh, I he went Real Madrid before Tottenham, innit? Was it before or was it after? I think it was before Tottenham. Mm. And then I think it was before Tottenham. Tottenham. I think he went to Hamburg or something like that after Spurs. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. I'll check while we talk. But um, So it seems like it's going to be another one of um, the sign. Yeah, like potentially if, if, he, if he becomes good, he... He will, yeah, go go to Madrid, but um, man, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, good, good window for Tottenham, Hoiberg, um, so many other people. So, yeah, man, Tottenham obviously just had a great result at the weekend, so it's not looking too bad over there. Yeah, it's not looking too bad at all, and maybe they can snatch a top four, top four players. I mean, after this weekend, I I, I don't know what's going to happen in this league. To be honest with you, you know. never know. I have no idea. Um. But, you know, moving on to other transfers as well. Um, Man City, you know, buying Ruben Diaz, mm. 65 million. I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but um, I'm not. I mean, it's another another big money buy for a, for a defender, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> uh, getting, that, getting, getting that checkbook once again. And um, uh, to be honest, you know what? I'm happy because mm. if he doesn't succeed, then it's more pressure and more people questioning him, and that's what I want. And it sounds like I'm a pep hater, mm. but it's because he doesn't get enough criticism from the media whatsoever. And we've talked about it in the GC. Yeah. Um, but Diaz, you, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever watched him. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm have not going to sit here and say I'm some Portuguese league expert. So yeah, <laughs> um, it's not like Tellers where I've seen him a bit more, and like Bruno, but I don't know. He he seems to be highly thought of, and obviously he was not cheap as. All of Man City's defenders haven't been under Pep. They've all been like, very expensive. Um, but yeah, no, it seems to be exactly what they need. They needed a centre-back to play alongside Laporte. Um, but it kind of, it's kind of confusing. I guess they have Ake as the backup left centre-back because or maybe Ake is going to fill in at, at left-back sometimes because Mendy also isn't really producing. Um, so they don't really get having... I don't know. I don't know maybe, yeah... Maybe it's because they always want to have because how how they play at the back they want to have a left footed centre back and a right footed one so yeah um it's yeah if if you can form a partnership with um Laporte it, it could um put City back to where they want to be but it's always a risk with Pep man and these defenders like you have to be honest the only one that's really worked out is Laporte and and Walker because John Stones hasn't really um, Mendy nope I wouldn't Mendy mm, he's shown glimpses no, no but way. it hasn't worked out. Um, Danilo left um, yeah so it's this is a lot a lot Cancelo is literally wasting his career um, like he should be starting he's good enough to start somewhere uh, a good team he, he was starting right back Arsenal 
I I would yeah, take so, him in a heartbeat so. over Bellerin. I'd take yes. him right now. Um, <laughs> start at United as well. Because they'll start at United. Um, I I start at Chelsea. I think he's he's better than Reece James at the moment. I think Reece James yeah, will, so, will be better than him. Yeah, he, he'll start everywhere apart from apart from Liverpool and and and, yeah. and the club he's at. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's mad. Um, it's a, but it's another. You, I don't understand how you paid that much money for a fullback because it's actually a lot of money. You would think it was like twenty five million plus six plus Danilo. I think. It, yeah, it, it it was thirty mil plus Danilo. Yeah. So like the actual transfer fee that's that's labeled like to Cancelo is sixty million pounds, mm. which is just mad to not even be starting. It's mad. Um, but yeah, no, on on Diaz, yeah, I suppose we have to wait and see on that one. It's like with all signings, they're all a risk, but it seems like the Premier League's now starting to tap into this Portuguese league a little, a little bit too much. Mm. And um. Going on to Chelsea now, I mean, we've already talked about the signings they've made, mm. but, you know, that was early on the transfer window, but they made one more signing, Edouard Mendy, mm. goalkeeper. Um, a goal, so, somebody they were crying out for because Kepa is just... Uh, Shocking. It, it, it's sad to say when... He, 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 he probably is the worst keeper in the league. Yeah, he probably is. And this guy's been starting for Chelsea for the last, what, two years? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's just it's just madness. I mean, how bad he is, and like when you know when who who did he make his debut against? Kepa. No, Mendy. Mendy. Um, Crystal Palace. Who did they play? Chelsea. Crystal Palace. When he was making like, you know, decent, you know, decent saves, saves you'd expect, and then mm. you'd see on Twitter like, oh my days, what a save, <laughs> what 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 a catch, what a catch by Mendy. I was like, damn, Chelsea fans, you really been starved of like bad. real basic goalkeeping. I know, <laughs> like, I know. it's craziness. Um, and it, it summed it up when I feel like I feel like although Mendy was coming before the Liverpool game but the, the goal that Kepa gave Mane man it just it, it yeah. just put it just put the nail in the coffin like because although Chelsea were down to 10 men they were still kind of like flirting in the game and that just literally said that's it um, so yeah um, it's, it's, I think it's a good signing for them I don't know how good he is or how good he's going to be but I suppose anything's better than the guy they had before but it's mad, like seventy-two million pounds on a goalkeeper, like that—that that is crazy for him not to even work out. So um, it's mad, uh, considering that they've had Czech and and Courtois like in the club yeah. within the last couple of years. It's, it's crazy to, when you think about it. But um, yeah, nah. Um, hopefully for Chelsea fans, he works out. I've got a question for you. Mm. Uh, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Who who was a worse signing, Harry Maguire or Kepa? It's it's a, it's a, it's a bit it's a bit tough. You know why? Yeah, because Kepa was actually decent in his first season. He won the Europa League. He wasn't too bad. He made a couple errors, but he wasn't too bad. But last season, he was awful. And I feel like he kind of went downhill from from him when he refused to leave the pitch in in the in the League Cup game uh, to yeah. come off for Caballero under Sari. But Maguire and the thing about Maguire, he makes mistakes in the big games. Tottenham twice, like Tottenham before the restart last season. Tottenham this season, um, it wasn't him that that um, got destroyed by Stanislas. I remember Stanislas ripped yeah. like. He's so slow. Bergwijn as well. Berg, yeah, yeah. Bergwijn, yeah. Like, 
he can't move. Like he's he's literally a fridge. So I don't understand how they paid eighty million pound for him and how like Le- Leicester are serious. They're serious, bro. I can't like they <laughs> they they are serious. But um yeah no I don't um who I think is worse. I have to go for Kepa at the moment because he's, I don't know actually you know because he's actually had a decent season like yeah, Maguire's just been bad I, I, I don't know I, I, I don't know how <laughs> I don't know they're both just as bad as each other um, yeah like you said they're, they're, they're both as bad as each other I would I would go for Maguire because mm. of like what, the reason you said he's he's not he's done not done it in the big games and it's like it's the way it's the way he gets ripped bro like you just see him on his on his ass all the time <laughs> like you're 80 million pounds. You're the captain of my United and you're getting dropped left, right and centre. I know. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing. Like, it's just embarrassing to see. And, you know, just, you know, you know, it's just because the, because the, of the, the, the player he surpassed in terms of transfer fee mm. was Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, you go from Virgil van Dijk to flipping Harry Maguire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and everyone, like, it's like everybody knew what what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Eighty million pounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least with like Kepa, people were saying, okay, potential. he's been really really good in Spain. Mm-hmm. The potential is really good in Spain for Bilbao. He looks like he'll be the future, you know, number one for Spain after De Gea. Mm-hmm. But with Maguire, we knew you know, Maguire was a good centre back. We knew yeah. he was a good centre back. But even even thirty million pounds, I I would say, I think most people would say. 30 million is a bit, it's pushing it a bit. <laughs> you know, with that, that, the English premium is pushing it a bit, 30 million. But then 80, like, like, I just go back to that Paul Merson clip, you know, when he was like, 80 million. Like, he just, he just couldn't understand it. He couldn't fathom it. I know. And it's crazy. Like, this is, this is, bruv, this is when, like, sorry to cut you off. This is, I think my night should just strip the captaincy, bro. Oh, I've, I've there needs seen to become so a time. Times. There needs to be a time where you just kind of cut your losses. Like, just say you're wrong. Mm. Just say you were wrong for doing this because he's not a leader. He, Harry Maguire is not... I can say, even De Gea, mm. even the mistakes he'd made, I would put him as a captain. I put Pogba as a captain. Even bloody Bruno, Rashford, any mm. of them, man, as captain over Maguire because he's just... He's a... He's a... He's a, he's a what was I going to say? <laughs> I was going to say two different words. But he was... He, he's just horrible. Bro. Yeah. Horrible. He, he's, he's not good at football. And, like, I feel like there's two types of captains. There's your... Leaders, natural leaders, natural born leaders. There's your lead by example. Like, I'm so good at football. I'm the captain because I lead by example. He's neither. He's not vocal. I, yeah, yeah. And he's not good. So it's like, why is he captain? And he's only, he literally walks into the club and got given the armband. I think that's such a disrespect yeah. to people like De Gea who played under Ferguson. I think he's the only player left that played under, under Alex Ferguson. Yeah. So he's, won, he's the only one that's won a Premier League in that team. So it's, it's such a disrespect to him that... Um, he wasn't given the captaincy, and can't lie. I I feel for De Gea, man, because that's why I'm kind of happy he's all starting now. Although it's kind of that's the thing, but we nobody knows how good Henderson really is. He had a very good loan, but is he number one for Man United? He's probably better than maybe he's probably played better than De Gea now. But it's kind of good that United have been loyal to him because De Gea was very loyal to them. I think it was their player of the season like two or three years in a row. So yeah, but on Maguire, shocking, shocking centre back. Not shocking, but what you're saying is right. Like twenty five mil at best, and the Eng- like the English premium is 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 a joke. But eighty million pounds, I don't know what they were thinking because even if you look at the systems, 
Leicester play a deeper line, which suits him. When, when Maguire doesn't have to run and he can defend, like, and th- there's less space in behind and he's not going to get caught in behind, like, he, that, that's Maguire's game. But when you go to a pro- progressive team like United that push up a little bit, any pace in behind, like, he's, that's it. He's, he's done. And the thing, like, he's not even, like, positionally perfect. It's not like players like Mertesacker won a World Cup. He can't run either. But positionally, that guy was absolutely sensational. Occasionally, mm. he'll get caught out. And when he, when he gets caught out, you got to know that, yeah, he's finished. And that's why we had Koscielny at the time. Koscielny was very quick. So Koscielny would yeah. always cover if Mertesacker did get caught out, which was very rare. Um, like, when they were at their best. So, like, with Maguire, and it's like, they've got Lindelof, who's another, he's like, not Lindelof and Maguire, Lindelof is not combative enough to be playing alongside Maguire. I understand playing uh, Baye a little bit. Baye is a bit more combative and he's going to go and like, and he has the speed to recover. But it's like, playing Lindelof, who, um, <laughs> one, of, one of my United fans, I don't know if, if I can say this on the, actually no, let me not say it. But, uh, so one of my, one of my close friends says he plays like, so I can't even describe it because yeah, it'll, it'll get us cancelled, <laughs> but I'll tell you after oh. the pod, isn't it? But, um, yeah, no, the way he plays, like, he's just not on it. He's like, he reminds me of Christensen. They're just not on nothing. So, you got him, who's yeah. not on it, who, um, yeah, plays football like he's getting robbed for his lunch money. And then you've got <laughs> Maguire, who can't run. So, I, I'm not really understanding the partnership. And then Luke Shaw, who they've replaced now, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he's up to it. Um, like, Wan-Bissaka can't attack to save his life. He can't, he, like, even, like, his ball control and his passing, I look at it sometimes, I'm like, yo, how was this guy a winger? Someone explain to me yeah. how this yeah, guy yeah. was a winger. I don't believe it. That's why, like, this whole academy football thing, me and Joshua were talking about it, like, a couple of years ago. Like, um, if you look at a lot of players that come out of the academy, especially here in England, sometimes it's literally just, when, when you have physical attributes, you'll make it. Like, you look at Danny yeah. Welbeck, came out of Manchester United's academy. Danny Welbeck. I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking like, <laughs> how and like, I, I, it doesn't make sense, but it kind of shows you where like, you, you think if Danny Welbeck was Spanish, he's making it anywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, yeah, nah, United are, are big problems and they, they didn't get the right winger that they needed. So it looks like Greenwood is going to be their starting right winger the whole season. Because Dan James doesn't look like he's it. And yeah, um, no Dembele, no, no Sancho for United. So, boy, it's it's, it's looking it's looking a bit tough out there. And I don't understand why they signed Donny van der Beek personally. Because he doesn't, he doesn't really start for them. You're not going to play him, Pogba and Bruno. So, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I saw that today. I forgot. I forgot who said it. It was a former United player, but they were like, Evra. I think I think it was Evra. Yeah, yeah, it was Evra. I said, don't don't know why I signed him. Like even when I saw, it, I was like, wow, Van der Beek, good player, but mm-hmm. where does he kind of fit in? Because you know, Pogba, Fernandez, Van der Beek. That's not like really. That's not a balanced midfield whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have much. You know, protection in there. You don't have a you know defensive midfielder of sorts. Mm-hmm. It's just it was just a bit of a weird sign, and like he didn't even he had, I don't think he started a league game for them no. um, this season. Mm. But yeah, it was just a weird one, and um, we can move on to a couple of European, you know, transfer um, transfers on deadline day today. Um, Eric Maxim Chupamoting 
that madman. He, he he had he had his dream move to PSG, scored the um the goal to get the him. winner against mm. who who is it against? Oh, it's, Leipzig, no, not Leipzig, um, Atalanta. Atalanta, and he he moved to the to the team that they done some KD is KD stuff right there. Moved to the team that beat him Bayern Munich. Mm. Um, I don't know how this man's getting moves, bro. I don't, I don't know how. It, I don't know who, who, who's his agent. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what's happening, bro. His agent needs a fat pay rise. I don't know how you get relegated from Stoke. Go to Paris Saint Germain, play in the Champions League final, go to Champions League winners. I don't know. I don't know what his agent does, but his agent, his agent must have like serious, serious smoke on all these clubs. <laughs> Because I'm not understanding it, like, boy, this guy, he's, he's, boy, he's, he's, he, I, can't, I can't even believe it when I think about it, I don't know how, I don't know how he's pulled that off, but I suppose it's good for him, innit, and like, you never know, two Bolting might end up winning his Champions League eventually, you know? Oh my goodness. It's crazy when you think about it, but yeah, it, um, it might happen, so it's mad. I, I do like that football have like these, you know... Players that you wouldn't you wouldn't think would play at big clubs, but they do, and it's just like you know, nice. I guess it's nice stories, you know. What I mean, mm. like just just very just the very weird kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got Douglas Costa going back to Bayern on loan mm-hmm. um, from Juventus, joining True Promoting, mm-hmm. and uh, Federico Chiesa going to Juventus. You know, a bit of young blood. He's like what six, seven years younger than Van Costa. Looks like they're you know, Juventus are trying to give Ronaldo some, some help up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think that's do you think that's helping Kiesa letting go of Costa? Because Costa's never really been a productive winger. I mean, I think the most he scored in the season was like six or seven goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sure Kiesa is more of a goal scoring winger for sure. So, yeah, do you think that's helping Ronaldo? Um, yeah, but yeah, potentially it helps Ronaldo. Um, but. Like I hope it means that mm, I haven't really been watching them on the PL. I don't really know where Ronaldo's playing positionally. I know Higuain's gone as well, but I'm hoping Ronaldo's playing centrally now. Like it's time. Like I don't want to see Ronaldo on the left anymore. So hopefully signing these type of wingers will definitely give him support, um, so that he can move, move centrally and and. But yeah, it's good to have some goal scoring wingers. It's good to have multiple players on the pitch that teams are afraid of. So it gives players like Ronaldo more room to work. Um, and on Douglas Costa, I feel like Bayern Munich were always going to sign a winger, especially because I think Sane's gone down um, with a small injury. Right again? Yeah, I think Sane's gone down with an injury, so not 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 long. So they, I don't think they were going to oh, sign okay. us like a. But I think the, that's why they were flirting with uh, Hudson Odoi again with um, Chelsea. And if 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 Frank Lampard keeps treating him the way he does, I think Hudson Odoi should should be looking to leave a player of of his talents personally. Um, and that's why I think Douglas Costa move makes sense. Um, he's he's gonna feel at home at Bayern, his former club, um, and yeah, he can definitely give them some some support. Um, yeah, especially, but I don't really understand it because they still have Kingsley Coleman, who whose development is looking very very hampered now. Like considering that Bayern still wanted to sign a winger that Leroy Sané injured, but they've had the guy that won the Champions League um, a couple months ago, and. Yeah, Coleman's uh, still at a very good age, still young. And obviously they've got N- yeah. Nabri and Sane who are going to be starting, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit crazy that they didn't just stick with Coleman and just like 
just go that way. But I suppose for, because Coutinho's gone, they wanted another extra body in there, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it seems like a, a, a good move for both clubs. And I, I, it's going to be good to see like um, Chiesa in a in a, a bigger spotlight. Like, um, we've seen him score some great goals for Fiorentina and the national team, but I think now it's time to to see what the new blood of um, Italy is looking like, new young blood, because him and Zaniolo, I, I, do, I do like the look of those two, I won't lie. So, um, yeah, hopefully the move works out for both, cl- for both clubs. Yeah, let's see if, you know, Ronaldo can finally get, you know, Juventus that Champions League that they've, they've been they've been wishing for mm. since he arrived and um yeah we can now you know move on to the premier league results of this past weekend mm-hmm. um uh, obviously some of the results not all of them <laughs> uh we can start with uh the, the 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 biggest embarrassment which was uh man united versus tottenham mm. 6-1 uh biggest embarrassment oh <laughs> uh, yeah 100% percent about that bro i can't lie to you you don't know about all that, you know. You know why, yeah? Like the goal margins are the same. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to mention the scoreline between your club. You're saying that. I want you to do the honors. Huh? I want you to do the hey. honors, yeah. But the only reason why I say yours is a little bit more embarrassing. No red cards. No penalties. Like just yeah. clean seven skunk. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and it's like, it's like I'm talking. We're another team. That we've been smacked eight two, yeah. But. We weren't champions. We weren't coming off champions, yeah. And we weren't only missing. Who were you missing? One player, one starter. If you look at the team that lost eight two, it's the worst team I think I've ever laid my eyes across, apart from Walker and Van Persie. Hundred percent, the worst Arsenal team I've ever looked at to go. And we also lost to the champions of England. Like you know, what I'm saying, we didn't lose to a team that that survived relegation by VAR not working. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I feel like your your um your game on the weekend, which again I'm not gonna mention the scoreline. You're gonna have to tell the listeners that. But that's why I feel like your game on the weekend is a lot worse because yeah. The reason reason I've given. But we can start with my United one. I'll give you a little break. Boy. Well no, how kind. Yeah. Like the way it started off with the United penalty, I feel like at that point, within the thirty seconds, I was like here we go. Penchester again. Penandes again. Yeah. <laughs> Barchester again. Like, what, 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 I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah, it looked like normal thing, which um, another thing we haven't spoken about on this podcast is the handballs that have been going on this season, which they are going to be reviewed during this um, international break, which is good. But some of the handballs and the penalties to start the season have been ridiculous. But um, yeah, penalty, which was definitely a penalty that Davis Sanchez don't know what he's doing. Fernandez scores as he always does to make his stats look even more inflated and make him look like a better player than he actually yep. is. But they go on because he's straight away when uh, Maguire tackles his own player who is going to clear the ball um, <laughs> and lets Ndombele of all players score. And from there, <laughs> the capitulation started, but um, I feel like the red card situation definitely... Well, they were 2-1 down when, when Martial got sent off, but I think it's either two yeah. yellows or both of them go. I don't think it's fair that only Martial went. Um, but I feel like the red card lost... I wouldn't say lost them the game, but it lost them the comeback because they're already losing the game at, at the time. So there's no guarantee that they're going to come back, but definitely being te- um, um, down to 10 men against Mourinho is not where you want to be. 
But um, credit to Spurs, man. They they did very well. Yeah, obviously I didn't watch the game, but um, I was following it on live score and I was just uh, like the first time I I looked at the game on live score, it said four one. I was like, <laughs> what? That's where the game kicked off like thirty minutes ago. Mm. I was just like, this might be one of them days or just one of these games where just everything just seems to go wrong for 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 United. And obviously, I heard about the Martial Lamella um, incident. And I have a question: Are are referees now allowed to go to um, the side of the pitch and like review calls on the like the pitch side monitor? Yeah, they are, and they're even being instructed to more. Not even by like the Premier League, or it's been like told by UEFA because UEFA saw that the Premier League refs weren't really going. So like um, they've been instructed and they have been going like to the screens, but I don't know why. It seems like sometimes VAR still makes the decisions and the referees don't go, or um, sometimes things that are bla- are still obvious are not getting reviewed by VAR. So I don't really understand it. It still needs to be perfected. So I'm still all for VAR, but it has to be done right. Um, so but yeah, no, they are they are going to the uh, screens more more than more than usual. Yeah, because I was just gonna say like, then why wouldn't why wouldn't they just go, and you know view this view this incident and see that you know it was Lamella that provoked Martial in the first place, but you know some I don't, I don't know who's who's in charge or, or who's telling the referee what to do or whatnot. Um, but yeah, just I, I think I think this might be the end of Oli Pro. Not like get sacked in a couple of days, but I think his time. I don't think he goes past this season. Mm. Um, even with you know the signings of Tears and Cavani, I don't think that's doing anything major for him. Um, it's not all his fault, but I mean, I don't think he should have been the manager in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. He didn't. Des- he didn't deserve the job. He still didn't deserve the job. But obviously, if if they did say, "Listen, you're the manager. We're giving you this contract," then you should you should back him. And they haven't. They haven't done so, and they've just been. They 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 acting just bare stupid in the transfer market, like. They're, they're acting like a club that don't know what they're doing in terms of the Sancho deal. You know how much they want. You know how mm. stubborn Dortmund are in the transfer market. So why are you trying to haggle over a player that they do not need to sell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's just a, uh, it's just, just really weird by my mind, and I understand why they've been so, so angry and frustrated this this entire transfer window mm. with the one player that they signed before today being a player that they didn't actually need. Mm. No disrespect to Van der Beek. They, they, didn't, they didn't need him. There wasn't a crying need for a player like him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, to, I'm happy because I don't really like Oli, to be honest. Mm. So, um, yeah, get him sacked. Yeah. Uh, no, let him stay and make them even worse, to be honest. But um, Yeah, 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 just, yeah, better call. And it's like, yeah, he, he. I feel like I can't complain about him getting the interim job because they're just at Marino. They needed someone. But the fact that they acted like he went on the good run, they signed him. And ever since then, it's been pretty shaky. Like they were good post lockdown, but everyone they had to beat, they beat, and the only big teams they faced, they lost. Like they, they, or they didn't win. They didn't beat Tottenham. I forgot what other other decent team they played, but they didn't beat. But they were beating like Brighton and all that, and everyone was ranting and raving about Bruno and whatever, whatever. But like it's showing now, like losing to, but they lost to Palace, didn't they? They like slapped by Tottenham. And even their their one win of the season was a joke. Like the, the way the way it panned out, I think Brighton hit a post like four or five times in the game. Like, so technically it should be three L's, like starting the season, which for for the biggest club in the Premier League is is not good enough. Um, 
But man, they can keep Ole as long as they want. As long as they want. <laughs> Um, yeah, and obviously credit to Spurs, credit to Mourinho, you know, even even without Regulon and Bale, mm-hmm. with some back. I mean, I thought this man was going to be out for like a, a couple of months. <laughs> you even said. Son did us. Did all the <laughs> FPL managers out there know you're fuming? Yeah. I know you're fuming. Mine came <laughs> off at half time to start the game. Like, no way I would have sold Son if I knew that he was going to play. And then, not even that, because I knew he was going to return against United, but I wouldn't sell a, an asset like Son. And then, but luckily, the player I did bring in on for, in, um, bring, the player I did bring in for Son was Hamas Rodriguez, so I did get some points in, in like, in return, so it wasn't too bad. I didn't take a point here. But, um, yeah, nah. <sighs> Mourinho mind games again. Son is starting the game. And Son and Kane are building a real, real, like, dangerous... Yeah, like partnership. Like they seem to have a great, great understanding with each other, and um, it's a problem because I, I, I rate both players. I think Kane's world class, and I think Sonny's top class, pushing world class. So, um, yeah, man, um, it's looking decent for Tottenham, man. It's looking decent. But one thing I want to touch on before we move on from like we know we talk about transfers, but is that last episode of the podcast, which was a pain to edit, but last episode of the podcast, we we were talking about Rian Brewster. And obviously, he got his move to Sheffield United. Um, wh- what do you think about that? That's I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. So obviously, when I did, when I did talk about that, that was before you know we signed Jota, before we were even you know linked with Jota. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I, I I feel a little bit better knowing that we do have Jota, mm-hmm. but still, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have sold him, but I understand why. I mean, it was it's twenty three million pounds. It's a lot mm. to refuse for a player that you know has barely played Premier League football. I know you know Klopp. He he genuinely cares for his players, so he would obviously you know want the best for Brewster. Want him to you know get get experience at Sheffield United. It's a really good move. Uh, we got the buyback clause. Apparently, it's around you know close to forty million pounds. Mm. Um, it's only valid for for three years. Um, so we can buy him for forty million within three years. I think it's after this season, mm-hmm. um, obviously, because we signed because we sold him this season. So it, it looks like a good deal for all three, uh, for um, all two, for all uh, for both clubs. Mm-hmm. But I, I one hundred percent would have rather have sold Origi than than Brewster, to be honest. Oh yeah, I, I agree. But um, Jota was signing up nowhere, but it was a good signing. I can't lie, yeah. very good signing. Very, yeah, it was yeah, really good signing. And you finally got your man in Thiago, but um. Yeah, man. I, I, I echo everything you said. I feel like it's, it's a good move for all parties involved. Brewster gets to play his football. Um, I reckon I reckon he starts for for, for Sheffield. Uh, him and... Um, oh, oh my goodness, 100%. Him and, him, him, David McGoldrick starting. Come McGoldrick. He scored against us, I can't lie. But <laughs> as always, as, as he does. Um, <laughs> it was actually a good goal, I won't lie. Um, but yeah, now McGoldrick, McBurnie, Burke, all these men, like... <laughs> I think it's going to be Billy Sharp Billy Sharp I think it's going to be um, Brewster and <laughs> McBurney I think that play um, but yeah no, I, I I kind of like what Sheffield are doing but I don't think they're going to do as well as they did last season but I, I like like the direction they're going and um, with Chris Wilder they're always going to going to stand a chance yeah I mean like they've, they've lost their, they've lost their first four Premier League games I mm. mean I know you know they've done they've done bri- so well last season if it wasn't for Klopp then Chris Wilder should have been you know manager the manager of the year but it does look a little bit worrying for them because you just never know with these teams mm. like 
you like who like who would have thought that Sheffield United was gonna do what they what they would what they did last season? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be a total shock if they finished like fifteenth or sixteenth this season, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, as you say, before we move on, I just need to go back to this FPL thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have I have no bad blood against this person, but uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's giving me Alan Padre vibes, bro. He, he, he looks finished. I can't lie. He looks finished. I'm looking at his team right now. Saved by Mo Salah, mm-hmm. Captain De Bruyne. He, he had Vinag- he had Vinagri in his team. He had Trent minus one. Martial had one point sent off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not very good managerial decisions by the guy. Hope <laughs> um, ho- 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 he does well. Oh, I know he's listening as well. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah, it's, it's, it's been a tough start. But you know what I think it is, yeah? Apart from you and Lemuel, I think... And I don't know what Kenny's going to do, but the rest of us, we're all wildcarded this week. I don't think it's, it's a, it's, it's a yeah. hide. And obviously, with the international break, it gives us time to make money. So get players in, get them out. gives us time to choose. So, um, yeah, his team definitely won't be looking like that. Um, like, coming... Um, when's the Premier League back? Like, October 15th? Whenever October... I don't know when... It, when yeah, it, yeah. Whenever the the league's back, his team will be will be definitely more template and we back challenging. It's still early, so you can't even write anyone off. But um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you can't, you can't. Apart from Kenny, I mean, I mean, I uh, yeah, you you, you, never, you could, I mean, you, you you can write off Kenny. I can't lie, you can write him off. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm staying humble, man. I'm staying humble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you never know because I don't know. It happened like the the season I had last year, like considering yeah, I'm someone yeah. that. Like the season before last, I was in the top thirty five thousand. To not even hit the top million, like last season, <laughs> like it kind of shows like the like how anything can happen in this game. Like it's mad. I had a stinker. I don't think I could do worse. Even if top I let, million. even if I didn't, even if I didn't touch my team now, I don't think I'll do worse than last season. Um, but yeah, no, I end up having a seventy point game week this week, so keeps me in touch with with Josh but and then Lemuel but if if Lemuel's not taking hits this season it's it's tough it's tough um uh, uh he he's he's taking a couple hits I can't lie he's he's calmed down from you know a couple years back but yeah. it's still in there somewhere deep down <laughs> deep that that urge that urge for that 20 for that 20 point hit I know it's 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 still there somewhere it's in him um but yeah no the league looks competitive this year man and you just know you just know Josh is always gonna be up there. It's so frustrating. Like, even like so. I'm 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 not even I'm not even far off him now. But it really feels like a mission. Like, and we're only a couple game yeah. weeks in, so. And then I just I just need to keep consistent and try try close the gap already and try create a gap between me and the people behind me. But yeah, if yeah, it's, 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 I'm interested. I'm actually like I'm starting to get a bit more love for for FPO again. Although, but when it goes yeah. wrong, I want to pull my hair out. So it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, one of them yeah. games, man. <laughs> That's how it gets you. Um, but yeah, 47 minutes in, mm. we're moving on to the basketball section. And, you know, it's the NBA Finals going on right now. It mm-hmm. doesn't have that kind of, you know, you know that grand feeling about it this year. Obviously, because you know, of the bubble and because it's not, like like you said before the podcast, not like, it's not the you know finals people thought, well, it's not the Eastern Conference team that people thought. Mm. But um yeah, so it's two one Lakers, mm-hmm. Heat won uh game three yesterday mm. behind a monster, you know, forty point triple double by Jimmy Butler. Um I think he was the only only player to to put up that stat line in a NBA finals um game. Mm. 
and just what 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 have you made of the final so far and of you know Butler's historic performance last night without you know Bam Adebayo and uh, Goran Dragic? Um, final so far, just LeBron and AD in the first two games, especially just dominant man, just too dominant, and the Lakers just kind of showed they have too much for for the Heat. Um, it's been a very very like interesting finals to watch. Um, because the Heat are a very very tough team and. Even in game two, like losing Goran Dragic, Bama Debayo, and who else went down? Jimmy himself. Jimmy went down. Jimmy, yeah, sprained so, ankle. Um, like it doesn't really get any worse than that. Your starting point guard and your two all stars, like. Um, but yeah, to the fact that they even took the game yesterday and and Jimmy's still doing what he's doing, it's crazy, man. And I do really like the Heat roster, so. And you know they're gonna fight for every game, but I just think the Lakers might have too much. Um. But yeah, on the three games so far, they've been yeah they've been very very good games and um, it's just in, in in the moments just the, the Lakers just kept being tough, especially in the first two games. Like um, they were just just monstrous, man. It's 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 hard. Like that's that's one of the toughest one two. It's the best one two punch in the league, LeBron and AD. Like and when they're both going for thirty point games in game two, like how how do you stop that? Like it's literally. What can you do? And even even in game one, like AD going off for another thirty point game, like it's it's tough. And you know LeBron's always going to be there, pretty much putting up tri- triple doubles. And yes, yeah, it's very difficult. But um, you know what? Also, it's also been nice to see like it's nice to see D- uh, Dwight Gell's been starting, and I'm very happy for him. I'm very happy to uh, Dwight Gell. What the hell? I'm talking about football. Who? Dwight Howard. Oh my god! Oh, that, that's the say Dwight Gale. You even let that slide. What's going on with you, bro? Nah, the, um, no, I, I was thinking in my head Dwight Gale. I was like, Wait, I don't know Dwight why Gale. he's in my head. He's such a bad striker. But anyway, um, <laughs> Dwight Howard's been started, and, and and I'm happy for him. Um, but yeah, now nah, these finals have been interesting so far. Now that the, the the Heat have a game, it's now looking a bit more spicy now, and we go we go into game four two one, and um, yeah, we we hope to see a good game and. Hopefully, the I want the Heat to tap up the series. So let's see what happens. And and I said I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, hypothetically, if if um, the Lakers win in seven, um, obviously Dragic is there's no timetable for him to return mm-hmm. um, back for the finals. They said that. Um, wait, did Bam play in Game Three? No, he didn't play in Game Three. Mm-hmm. They said um, they said Bam might play in Game Three. Obviously, he didn't play in Game Three. So he might, you know, be available for you know game four. Mm. Um, if Butler continues to have not like a performance like yesterday, but you know, to that it, that kind of level, I guess, mm-hmm. but not exactly that. Do you think it changes, you know, the perception about you know Butler around the league in terms of him as a player? Do you think that perception has already changed with? you know, their trip to the finals and that performance um, yesterday? Great question. Um, yeah, I, I think it's changed already, man. I feel like Jimmy Butler's been one of the most disrespected all-stars in our league for a very long time. Like, um, obviously, he's had his issues in Chicago, in Minnesota. I wouldn't say he had issues in Philly, to be honest. I think he had, he, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. had, a, he had a few, like, so he fitted in, like, going into, think about it, that team was really good, like, and they was I still say it all the time. They were Kawhi Leonard shot away from going further. So um, uh, I feel like 
I, I the thing about Jimmy, I just love his competitiveness. I love his grit. I love players that are that are, that do it on both sides of the floor, offensively and defensively. Um, but I feel like his position has to change. Like him being a bad teammate, I don't think you can say that anymore. Like he's just took this team to the finals, and everyone was looking at him sideways for going, for going um to Miami and not staying in Philly or not not going somewhere else. But now look, like he's got them into the finals and. Even at the start of the season, when um, he did an interview with Taylor Rooks, and I think Taylor Rooks is one of the best journalists, journalists in the NBA, uh, he did an interview with Taylor yeah, Rooks. Oh, this guy, this guy, I know what you mean. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, and when when he, I'll just say I don't hear you. Sh- I don't hear you shouting at Ramon Ramona Show when I'm here. Ah, yeah, Demandeo, all love. <laughs> 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 it's all love. No, I'm joking, but um. <laughs> Yeah, what was I saying? No, yeah, at the start of the season when he said that um, he could win it all, even me, I was like, bro, with that team, what are you talking about? Win it all? Yeah. And now he's literally three games away from winning, three wins away from winning it all. Like, it's honestly mad. And um, they've overachieved and big part of that has been Jimmy. Just just the, the relationship he has with the young guys. And I don't know, man, that team, I'm really starting to like it, man. Um but yeah, no, I, I don't think you can have the same um, perception of Jimmy anymore. Like, it's gone. I know he bullied Cat and, and Wiggins in, in Minnesota, but they needed that. <laughs> yeah. Let me not lie, they needed that. Like, um, Cat has toughened up since then. Like, Cat is now fighting Joel Embiid. Like, that's, I want my center to be aggressive. Yeah? yeah. And I think Cat is a top three center in this league. Mm, can I say that now? You got Jokic, you got Embiid. Um, Jokic, Embiid. Is he better than Goldberg? I, I, no, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, let's say okay. He's a, he's he's, yeah. he's an all star center in this league. Yeah, but he's always had a little bit of softness. Like I always go back to that picture of Demarcus Cousins posting them up. Yeah, that yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> That's one of my favorite memes of all time. But um, he needed that, and and Wiggins is the most inconsistent player I've ever seen. I don't know why Minnesota gave him that much money. I I don't get it, and. They traded him for Dealer, which is was a good move for Minnesota, but uh, yeah, no, nah, they needed that. And Jimmy was actually the guy that got into the playoffs finally in I don't know how many years. So um, nah, man, I think nah, they got left Jimmy, man. Um, give him, give him the credit he deserves. He's 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 one of those guys. He's built from the generations of past. Like um, nah, I, I I love Jimmy, man. Yeah, and even if even if they don't obviously win, even you know getting to the finals, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's it's been a successful season because nobody thought that they would. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been it's been an unbelievable ride, and with you know, let's say I think four of their key players are like below are below twenty three, below twenty four and under. I mean, you got you know Hero, Bam, Robinson, and none, mm-hmm. and that's that's crazy. I mean, knowing that you have that you know that quality of player um in your ranks for a long time because you know then i mean we know miami are consistently good if they have superstars or not i mean it's it's a really bright future and it's just it's the start of something in in miami and i mean even let's say even even if Giannis stays i mean oh is do do we think he's you know getting past this miami team that's only going to get better while you know Milwaukee, we don't know what kind of moves they're going to make in 
free agency to help Giannis should they you know keep Giannis mm, yeah it's true um, I don't know especially like what was interesting about the season is that even in the regular season before lockdown the Bucks couldn't beat the Heat they literally couldn't and then I know uh, Giannis is not playing the final game of the finals of the the um the series against um the Heat the Heat but he played he played in the first three and he definitely lost the first three. So Yeah. Um Yeah, it's uh it's no he played he played in the first three and he played half of the fourth game and obviously the uh, the Bucks ended up winning the fourth game so it was three one but that was because yeah. that was because Chris Middleton went off. But um yeah, no. This something about that heat this current heat team and that, that um that Bucks team, the Bucks cannot touch them. So um I don't know, and then it's difficult because the Nets are going to be back, and they're going to be back back next year. So it's going to be tougher for, for the Bucks. I don't know what what they do to convince Giannis to stay. Um, I don't know what moves they make because I think, and I think um, D'Angelo Russell made a good point when talking about the Clippers and guard power is huge and. They just don't have that in in Milwaukee. They haven't had it in a while, and especially mm. letting um, Bledsoe go. Who? Brogdon. Bledsoe. Bledsoe. So there. Brogdon go. Thank you. <laughs> to, uh, I'm on yeah. one today, mate. I don't know what's going on, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mixing up players and all sorts, but uh, yeah, letting Brogdon go was still still a huge loss, and um, yeah, I, I don't know what what moves they make to be honest. You know, strangely enough, um, like around like two weeks after the box got eliminated, Giannis had a three-hour you know conversation with the box ownership group mm-hmm. about what they can do to you know further the team in 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 the next couple of years. They said that they were willing to go into the luxury tax. Okay. Um, strangely enough, the the owner of the box, well, the majority that shareholder, Wes Edens, also owns Aston Villa, who've been spending that dosh the last two years. Mm. A flipping rich man this guy is yeah. and you know credit to him you know because we we've seen it with american owners in the premier league before you know they're stingy as hell them man wait wait, them. wait 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 you just reminded me we did not talk about that game huh? we did not talk about the the, the villa oh the villa oh god right you tried it you, you tried to pull a fast <laughs> one no, 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 no! I don't care what ep- what minute we're on we're talking about that right oh. now start talking bro Bruv, we, we were in the middle of like nice basketball chat. What you, nah, what you I'm mean? sorry. Okay, no, we'll we'll finish this. But after this, we'll we'll set up to the end actually. But um, yeah, no, um, that's all frazzled my mind. I even forgot. But um, yeah, no, what you said, yeah, the, the owner is very rich, and you, I I feel like it's good that the winners going to largely tax for Giannis because two time MVP and again, especially if he says loyal to them, he deserves it. He deserves to at least be competing, like. I think he's 26, 20, 25, 26 now. Hasn't played in the finals yet. Um, so that's got to be the target. And he... And I, I think the he's a free... And he's going to be a free agent when a lot of big players are going to be free agents in 2021. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. Maybe LeBron. he... Team, yeah, LeBron, Kawhi, PG. Kawhi. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they... They build a team around him because I do kind of like Giannis. Yeah, he's a very, very likable guy. You can see, you know, he's a genuine person. Um, 
and yeah, like I would want you know the best for Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's hope let's hope he does. Let's hope he stays in Milwaukee, not go to you know uh, L.A. or Golden State where it just gets boring. Like what happened with KD? Like you want to see different teams mm-hmm. flourish. You know, what I mean, see you want to see players um, like try and build legacies in the team that they were drafted by. But that's also it's a two way street. You know, the the owners have to help them out. You can't you can't not like try and help them out with building a team like you know what happened with AD in in New Orleans. Um, but yeah, like next season, like like we said, like like we said, what was gonna happen this season is gonna be insanely competitive. Mm-hmm. And next season, the Clippers are gonna, you know, go in for the first time in what seven years or something mm-hmm. without uh, Doc Rivers. I know as coach and obviously as a Clippers guy yourself, mm-hmm. um, happy or not with the the second of second of Rivers. It's a bit, it's a bit of an emotional one for me. Like not really for me, but for Clippers as a whole. Cause again, I'm like I. Uh, it'll be great to have Chikudi like talking on this, but I'm not. Re- I can't even really call myself a Clippers fan per se, but like. Oh yeah, um, PG. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm more a fan of Paul George, but because of he plays for them now, so it's more like. Yeah, it's such a weird one. Like like Lob City era, um, like even like the, he 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 got he got the team with the two stars and it, like he felt like he just didn't work out and. I don't really feel like he can blame anyone. Like, up 3-1, I say it all the time, but up 3-1, 20 points up in in the, um, about to go to the conference finals to face LA. Like, to, fa- to had to do the Battle of LA, which the whole league wanted to see, and they let the league down. So, yeah, as heartbreaking as it is, but I, 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 I think it's the right move, I can't lie. And there's a lot of roster changes I want to see as well. Um, like, I think we just need to obviously we keep our two stars, keep Zubak, keep Pat Bev, and Morris. And I think everyone else after that, it's looking long for you. I can't lie, even Montrez, wow. because, um, yeah, um, a six foot seven center. It's not for me. It's not for me. <laughs> I big him up, six man of the year. A great player, a great heart, but especially because he can't shoot to save his life, so it's not even like you can put him at, at, at yeah. power forward. He's literally a six foot seven center, deep it. Like he's he's a small forward that plays center. <clears throat> yeah, and and it's different because he's not like a Draymond Green because Draymond Green can shoot a bit. Yeah, I know I'm pushing it, but he can shoot. Like, he shot, like, almost 30, 30-something from free sometimes. And even on all the smart podcasts, he's saying he wants to be shooting between 35 and 40% of free coming into next season. So, whether he'll do that, I don't know. But, like, yeah. he has he has <laughs> the playmaking ability and he can play the four and the five and the three. Yeah. And he can defend, like, you know what I'm saying? That's what that that's the difference between, like, a Jamon and a Montrezl Harrell. Where Montrezl Howell's game was all grit, and but when he when he's coming up against, like in 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 the Dallas series when he was coming up against that guy, not um, not Porzingis, their backup center, the tall guy, um, uh, what's his well, name? Dwight Powell. Um, oh Boban. Boban, yeah, that matchup was shocking to watch, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's like. <laughs> It's like a foot taller than yeah. him almost. Yeah, literally. Literally like a foot taller than him. It was shocking to watch. 
and it's a rebounding like I don't even think he's not a good rebounder because he's not tall because you look at people like like Dennis Rodman who's the best rebounder of all time in my opinion not like the guy was flipping flipping like he was the same yeah he was at the same height I think 6'7 it's just I just don't think even if he was tall I don't think he's an amazing rebounder and I don't know man it's another one that I kind of feel I kind of feel like attached to that to that Clippers team especially with like the, the trident of Luke Will Pat Bev and and Montrez but something about it man I don't know obviously I'll keep Landry Shamit too by the way I do love a bit of Landry Shamit but yeah um, yeah no it's just it's crazy that it's not going to be Doc Rivers like it's mad and he, obviously he's gone to Philly now and I'm just thinking there's going to be Ben Simmons get ready to catch some alley-oops boy I have a feeling I have a feeling mm. it's going to be that's going to be fun though I, I, I want to see that I'm actually quite excited for them it's going to be exciting yeah, yeah um yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully, I don't know what they're going to do, though, because, yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting to see. Um, and obviously waiting to see who who, who the Clippers get. So, um, yeah, I can't believe it, though. Like I'm still a little, like, it's quite an emotional situation, but I think it kind of had to happen. Yeah. I mean, I did see someone on Twitter saying that, I think it was a Clipper page or just a general basketball fan saying that they think that Harold, Lou Will and... Pat Bev need to go because that their you know that their presence in the locker room mm. he thinks they think well the 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 basketball page on Twitter said that it's it's been troublesome all season it doesn't fit with what Kawhi you know believes in wants to do mm. and I mean I it, it's a good point I can't lie because it just seemed like there was just two different you know sides of 100%. of of the Clippers, hundred percent. It just, it didn't just see, it just didn't mesh. It just didn't look like it meshed. It's true. Um, I kind of agree with you in the sense that it's kind of what's what I'm looking for. It's kind of too many egos and too many leaders, and it's like, yeah, it's like it's difficult for Kawhi and Paul George because they're the stars. They're the two players that are gonna, if we're gonna win a championship, it's gonna be because of them two. But they're coming into yeah. a team that was already contending. And the core group of guys in Kawhi, Kawhi in, I'm doing it so much today. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really, I think it's because we haven't done it for a long time. I am not yeah, on it today. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for all our listeners, but the core group of Pat Bev, Lou Will, and Montrezl Harrell. That is the core group of the the um the team that took the Golden State Warriors six games. So yeah, it's hard to come in and now change everything and be like, yeah, this is mine and Paul George team. What what what? And you've even seen times where Kawhi has been like in his spots where he should be getting the ball and they're doing their own thing. And they kind of like that group, they can't, it seems like they're the leaders, but they're not, they sh- like, you know what I'm saying? They're not the best players, let's be honest. And they all have yeah, yeah. deficiencies in their game. Like, Lou Williams is an amazing scorer of the ball, tough shot taker, tough shot maker. He can play the point guard and the shooting guard. But on defence, boy, he's, he's, a, he's a free bucket. Let's be honest. He's a walking free bucket, and the the time the time where the Lakers actually beat the Clippers, I remember LeBron like literally playing whoever offense on him and hunting him. And with Pat Bev, he's he's all about another one. He's that Manchester. He's all about grit. He can shoot the odd free, a great defender, but again, he's not really the playmaking point guard that you want. And then Montrezl yeah. Howard, we've just spoken about it, so. 
I kind of agree with what that page says. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you have Kawhi and Paul George, you just want to surround them with just, just role players. And I feel like those guys have too much of an ego and they're kind of a bit too yeah. good some, like in their own way to be role players. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're the type yeah, of, like, yeah, I, I would love to see, like, a Pat Bevin, like, a Chicago. You know what I'm saying? His, his hometown, and obviously who they they are getting a new coach. They have literally sat their coach as well. Um, and that would be a great move for him. Like, But then again, that's another team with seven point guards, so he's not going there. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's literally, um, it's literally, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a tough situation. But I, I do kind of agree, like, with that that statement though. I don't know what you think though. No, I think like I I would agree mm. to be honest with, with the points you made. It just like like I say, it just didn't seem like the right fit. Mm-hmm. And you know, with with um Doc going, it might be time for some other changes. I mean there was a report, I think it was by the Athletic or I think it was by Wolge, I think. Mm. He was like Steve Bo- Steve Bomer was, you know, incensed with with what happened, you know, against the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. He said that, you know, he wanted to get rid of everybody, not just Doc. He wanted to get rid of the whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that, you know, part part of his anger was about Michael Porter Jr. Because they said that he wanted the Clippers to draft um, Michael Porter Jr. Because you had, I don't remember the specific picks. I think you had 12 and 13 mm-hmm. in the 2019 draft. And he was drafted 14th. Yeah. But you went for Shea and... Oh, was it Jerome Robinson or something like that? Someone like and that. And he said, yeah. "I think I think it was him." Yeah, oh, apologies if I'm wrong. Mm. But um, I, I mean, he he looks like you know he 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 ain't paying all this money, you know, to Kawhi to PG, you know, for the new stadium for the new arena mm. to to be bounced out, you know, in the in the second round. Mm. So mm. Um, I think he's gonna make changes. I think changes are needed. And, you know, say it's, if Kawhi wants them, I mean, who knows if Kawhi wants them out, but or some of them out. Mm. Um, but if he does, then they're going to they're they're be go. out. Just, just if, if that's the case. 100%. Oh, I mean, uh, we don't know if that's the case, but... 100%. And um, it's like, Chikudi said, sent, changed his name to GM Kawhi, and I was laughing because it's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. It kind of seems like he's definitely having a say. And even the way he got Paul George to come, like... I, lo- I love, I do love a bit of player, player power in this league that we have now. Um... But there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in the league. Obviously, we have the Nets uh, with uh, their new head coach, who is a very big player that I've forgotten. I'm really not on it today. What's his name? No, don't even tell me. You don't remember? No, I, I obviously I know who the player is, but it's literally slipped my mind. Like um, MVP, former MVP. Plays for the Suns. Two-time MVP. I know his name, but he's Canadian. Canadian. It's completely gone. Uh, He's he's white. Uh, I know his name, but my bright my, my, today I don't know what's what's happened with me. Steve or oh, Steve Nash, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a stinker, but yeah, Steve Nash and yeah, he's, yeah. he's been on on the JJ Reddit podcast speaking about how he wants his KD and Kyrie. We don't know what's gonna happen with the Rockets. Um, Clippers also is a situation, so I'm kind of looking forward to to the NBA season going on. Not only with the players and like. The, the fact that the Washington Wizards are going to have John Wall back and the Warriors are going to be back with, with yeah. a good pick and I want to see what Minnesota are going to do and Devin Booker is going to be Devin Booker he's going to struggle in that team but he was amazing yeah. <laughs> the last time we saw him he was he was amazing in the bubble the Suns went 8-0 and 
So it's like, rah, like this league is crazy. The Sacramento Kings have have a great young team, being led by one of the one of my favorite point guards in this league. Um, boy, there's so many things to look forward to, and it's crazy because the Cavs. This man said the Cavs. <laughs> this man said Andre Drummond, bruv. Perpetually um, rubbish. Um, oh man. Wait. But yeah, carry on. What you saying? Oh yeah. One thing I want to call on this podcast. Yeah. If. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Carlton Towns is now dating Jordan Woods. Yeah. One thing I want to say. Yeah. Everyone listening, bear this in mind. <laughs> if Cat becomes bad, he's getting that second-hand Kardashian curse. <laughs> I've called it. <laughs> I've called it. I'm calling it from now. But um, yeah, now there's so many things I'm I'm looking forward to in in this league, man. And boy, like it's kind of like uh, definitely the Clippers losing made me fall out of love with sports in general and the way this Premier League's been moving with handball after handball and VAR. But now the NBA, yeah. I'm 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 looking forward to it. But especially knowing that after these finals, it's going to be a very long time till I watch the NBA and. Obviously, NBA, it's not like football. NBA, you can't... I, I've not been a huge fan of the bubble. Like, I'm kind of getting used to watching football without the fans. And I kind of like to hear the players. Yeah. But especially with NBA, like, number one, the commentary is a bit too loud, so you can't even hear the players, per se. You can hear some, but he's not as, like, clearly... The football, you can hear, like... You can hear conversations. You can hear the manager. Yeah. Um, Which is added, a, like, a, a little bit of something else to it. But with NBA, it's kind of like... And, and football, at least we're still playing in our home grounds. Like, these guys are playing in bloody disney world like yeah it's like yo like um it's like a different world so i'm i'm actually ready for for the next season yeah and um but before we before we end episode 23 obviously uh you want to talk about liverpool versus aston villa Mm. for some reason so i suppose we just uh get that out of the way yes sir um i mean i didn't watch the game Mm -hmm. so um Obviously, I, I I was thinking. I think my prediction for the game was I think it was three nil mm. for Liverpool. Um, sadly to get on the score sheet, so I was half right. <laughs> um, but I went on my phone the first time I checked the score. I saw four goals. I was like, "Bro, we scored four already." Mm. And then obviously I saw I was Aston Villa four, Liverpool one. I didn't know what to do. Um, I I just I just shouted out loud, uh, swore a bit. Um, and then. I told myself I didn't want to... This was at, like... Um, I think this was at half-time. Mm. So I told myself I'm not going to check the score in case, like, we go, like... We, we're, like... It's 4-3 to Aston Villa. I don't want to get, like, kind of that false hope that we're going to come back and win. Mm. But, obviously, I can't do that. Mm. So I, I checked the score again around 65 minutes. And then, no, not 65 minutes. Um, like, around 70 minutes, I think it was... Um, I, don't, I don't know what the score was. I think it was maybe 5-1, 6-1... Checked it again at full time, and I saw seven two, and I was like, seven. We lost seven two. Like, I, it's just like it's just it's just so something like it doesn't even co- come into your mind. First of all, like losing to Aston Villa, even at one nil, it it, would, it wasn't even in my mind. Mm. Bro. No disrespect to Aston Villa, but I mean, I just thought we were gonna win, right? Mm-hmm. So seeing seven two, I don't know, man. It's just it's just really. I'm just glad I didn't watch the game because when I saw the score on my phone, <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> It, it's it's disgusting yeah. it's humiliating but it's just like at least i didn't i didn't watch it to to make to get me angry mm. you know what i mean so i was just like i was just more in disbelief rather than you know angry yeah. to be honest so like i haven't seen any of the goals i don't i'm not i don't want to see any of the goals <laughs> um i'm not watching matches today 
Um, I'm just kind of just like it's gone already. I'm just gonna focus on Everton after the international break. So, which is yeah, is there anything you want to say? Because we're we're closing the podcast in that like twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> nah. um, uh, yeah, we we spoke about the, the signings Everton have made, and um, it's kind of like you lot you lot lost. No, you lot watched United losing. You lot said hold my beer. And like you don't win and also lost, <laughs> and then no. Nah, but on uh, I want to talk about Villa a little bit. It's more like I like the moves they've made. Yeah. Like um, Bertrand, like we spoke about their lack of goals. Yeah, they went and got Ollie Watkins and Bertrand Traore and um, Ross Barkley yeah. on loan. Um, Mighty Cash at right back, which was now they've got a starting right back that's sorted. Um, this Kwanzaa and Mings is looking like a decent partnership. Like they haven't lost, they haven't lost the game. They've won all their games. Um, yeah, Grealish um, just creating on the left like his second goal I know like Adrian isn't the best but that goal was pfft. the finish yeah it, it's one of those finishes it doesn't look rude but the audacity honestly it's mad um, yeah and uh, Ross Barkley still not good I thought Ross still should have scored, scored it should have been like at least 10 like Ross Barkley should have scored at least 4 goals that guy is just something else. But he, wow. He missed two... Okay, maybe no, let me... He should have got a hat-trick. He got one. He should have got a hat-trick, let me say. He missed two very, very easy chances. And it's nice to see Ollie Watkins get a perfect hat-trick in the first half. Um, yeah, no, nah, it was... But on Liverpool, man, like, I didn't realise... When you, look, like, speak of the importance of Henderson, I'm now starting to see it. I'm now starting to see Thank it. Thank you. I'm now starting to see it. And even like when you look at the results and whatever, um, it adds up. And then this is why I say Mane is your best attacker. Like, in my opinion. It is. Um, like, and then Jota jo- didn't even have a bad game per se. Your left side was actually the, the side that was defending better and also attacking better. Because Gomez and Trent, I think it's one of the worst games I've seen for both of them defensively. Like, I'm especially Trent like man and the stuff that Grealish did he even the, the chance he created for Barkley yeah, I've never seen Van Dyke get spun like that in my life like that. that's the only thing I saw from the game that what he did to Van Dyke that was, that was <laughs> I was like yeah this Grealish guy I see why he's been linked with all these clubs um, but he signed his life away to that club anyway so Boy, I don't know where I don't know. <laughs> Signed his life I, away. I don't know when <laughs> I don't know when he's gonna he's gonna leave, but um yeah nah he's a real player and yeah like that Firmino guy. He had at least two or three chances and the the tweet that you sent, <laughs> someone called it the Regista Tranquista Mazala defensive yeah, number nine to Lisa. I, <laughs> yeah. I was dying, but it's like man. I don't know, man. I think it's it might be time for for Jota to play alongside Mane and and and, and Salah. Um, as bad as it sounds, or maybe play Firmino Firmino a little bit deeper. So like those chances aren't really falling to him when you're the highest man up up the pitch. I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be on it right now. And normally he scores away from home. It's normally at Anfield where he struggles. Yeah, but yeah. Those yeah, chances, exactly. at least. he did have a good assist to Salah. I'll give him that. The pass was very good. Um, but. You, I expected a little bit more from, from from him, but um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna save you a bit of misery. Um, it about the one thing I will say, like obviously we we like we haven't done the podcast in a while, so you lot beat us three one at Anfield, but that game showed me that we should have attacked your right hand side a little bit more. 
Like and that's a game that Aubameyang shouldn't have played on on on, on the wing, because if there's yeah. a side to get at, it's definitely that Trent when Trent goes forward, especially that Trent and Gomez side. Um, and again, I didn't realize how important Allison was to your team as well. Like, well, somehow he was fit enough to play against us. Of course he was. Like he played against us, but then he <laughs> doesn't play the next two games. So okay, but um, well he wasn't gonna play the Carabao <laughs> Cup game anyway. But um, yeah. Then the league game, of course, he doesn't play. Okay, but um, yeah, nah. The Allison was uh, really, really important to the team. And the thing is, when I'm, I'm just gonna finish a couple of seconds. But when Adrian stepped in last season, he was very, very good. Yeah. But it seems, it was, it seems it was. like now, it's, I don't know, man. I, don't, I really don't know. Um, and if if Allison's gonna have injury problems, you're not gonna have to get a goalkeeper. But yeah, I'm 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 gonna let you off now, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I hope the listeners listeners enjoyed this one. But I just got one more thing to say. Go on. Everyone, everyone, we're done. I think I think Adrian tweeted um like something like like not good enough. Sorry, you know we'll be back stronger. Mm. First of all, if you're if you're gonna tweet something, mm. can it can it be something a little bit more original, something a little bit more you know personal for the fans rather than just, like like you just lost like a Carabao Cup game or something mm-hmm. we this was it's got to be I don't, I don't I don't even know if this is worse than the 6-1 against Stoke purely because <laughs> first of all it's Stoke and second of all it was it Gerard's was Stevie last G's last game. game you know what that was worse because you, <laughs> you this was Stevie G's last game the greatest player I mean I've never watched Kenny so the greatest player for me in Liverpool's history and this is how mm. you let him go and to this day, I know Stoke City let him score. They had too much respect for Steven Gerrard. They let him score. They, 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 you saw it. it was easy. They let him run. They let him run through and just score, bro. So I'm just like, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to like blame Adrian for the loss because obviously that's that's not right, you know. But um, if, I'm just saying, if you're gonna tweet something, mm. some, just some, just something a little bit better than than that. And, mm. I, I don't, and I don't know why he's become like. The chief spoke the chief spokesperson for Liverpool after mm. the, the, the the departure of Dejan Lovren. I don't know why these dead <laughs> players are the ones that are talking the most from our team, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't understand. It. That um, is true. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs>